January 19th, 2024, Swap Pedro Show, happy Friday. Start off with live excerpt from November 22, 1962. John Coltrane doing his tuning rope for a bass man named Paul Chambers. A one minute excerpt. And then Raymond George with If I Should Lose You. And I think for the fourth or fifth time, because <laughs> of those uh, Estonian software engineers with their scab invention, I got Louis Michaud. Welcome back aboard, hey, Louis. Glad to be back. Absolute. Thanks, thanks for trying me. <laughs> Every time, anytime. 
Brother Louie. What about uh, Raymond George? Hit me to him. Yeah, what is that? Uh, and um, what would you say? On, who's on bass? Oh, but that was a song John Coltrane wrote before that. Oh, uh, okay, Mr. Yeah. PC, a- uh, Paul Chambers. Incredible Paul bass Chambers, player. that's right. That's right. Incredible cat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Raymond George, man, for sure. Oh yeah, Raymond George, exactly. Raymond yeah. George was uh he was uh, one of the sole artists that recorded on Homer Records back in the nineteen sixties. And actually, as Howard was calling me, I was on the phone with AJ Rodrigue, the son of Rod Rodrigue, who recorded all these recordings in his living room in Homer, Louisiana. And uh, when they outgrew the living room and AJ was there uh, as a child, like mama, you know, mama's like, stay in y'all's room. Daddy's got a session. And that was uh, Raymond George. And he was awesome soul artist from uh, from Homer, Louisiana. And uh, one of the hundred or so uh, tracks he put out on 45 RPM back in the 1960s called Homer Records. Okay, talking about living room recordings, you know, Rudy Van Gelder, when he's doing them, I mean, he ended up getting his own studio, but those first records, they were done in his parents' living room in Hackensack, New Jersey. Uh-huh. No, that, that's that's about right. That makes complete sense, man. I mean, sometimes it's the, the, you can't beat the feel, you know, when, it, when you not where you at and what you're making, and that's, you feel it for that, for sure. And what about fucking cool parents to let that shit happen? <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Definitely something to be said for that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute, you know, let alone, you know, the bam, bam in the basement or the garage, but you got a full recording thing happening in the living room. I've seen pictures. You could see the Venetian blinds and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, when John Coltrane was doing uh, Blue Train, this, this session, and man, yeah, there's Venetian blinds. I mean, how do they keep that shit from rattling? Damn, but whatever. Yes. Uh, Yes. I'm so glad the the Homer Records, you know, that stuff got done. Because it right, captured, documented. You gave me this stuff here, Rockin' Uncle Pot. Yep, Who's another one of the Homer Records. Okay, another Homer Records, okay. Yeah, okay. this and that's all this is kind of a little bit of a preemptive, a little bit of a preemptive. We're just now, uh, get, it's just getting the lacquer done on it, so we're still a while away from the actual release. So I just kind of wanted to throw a few of those in there with the rest of it. So these things have been out of print for a while. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, it's all 45s. There's, they never made a 33. And I found them at a lady in Thibodeau. <clears throat> and this guy, Doug, DJ Doug Funny, found them. He collected the entire collection. And then I became friends with AJ Rodriguez, the Boudin man. He's a, a yeah. DJ on WWOZ. And then he's like, oh, yeah, that was my dad. I was like, what do you Whoa. mean that was your dad? He said, oh, yeah, you recorded that in, in my house. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, so here we are here we are like you know 10 years later after meeting him putting the whole collection out it's gonna be on two on 233 so they're gonna have four different sides one's the french music like uh rock and uncle pot you just mentioned a la yeah. and uh and then the rest is like there's a soul side there's a country side and there's a rock and roll can, side can i ask you something in that song a la ba, is he saying savoir Oh, yeah, como ça va? Exactly. Okay, ça va means, I know from, you know, a lot of Stooges gigs in France, and that's the thing that, hey, you okay? Everything okay, ça va? Yeah, ça va? Yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> Why ain't a total idiot? I've learned some stuff. <laughs> but let's listen to the song, Louis. All right. Hey, la ba. Oh, hey, la bas. Oh, hey, la bas. 
souris, mon je dis, sera comme le chat qui cause ma souris, oh et lapin, comment ça va Man. I don't think so. Huh? 
see, Homa is down where like Hurricane Ida hit, which is terrible in Parish and Lafouche, uh, terrible in Parish, right next to Lafouche Parish. And all though their French music, like their quote unquote Cajun music, is yeah. completely different than ours up here. We have like Cajun and Zotico at the accordions. They don't have any accordions down there. It's all like every song has this, it's like swamp pop and it's rock and roll and country in French, almost some Mariner music. And every song starts the same. And they come back on the one. It always starts on the five. Every damn oh, wow. song. <laughs> and and what, what about fiddle? No, no accordion, but... Fiddle? Almost no fiddle. Wow. Almost a few fiddles here and there, but mostly guitars, steel guitars, yeah. bass, drums, and yeah, it's so cool, man. And it's a really, really eclectic collection. And it reflects, because of course, there's a lot of native tribes down there. The Homa is kind of the bigger tribe down there. And then you have, it's the name of the, the parish seat, uh, yeah. Homa of Terrebonne Parish. So you have a very diverse population there, including a lot of Native American tribes, like the Puente Shan and the Bayou du Large and uh, um, a few a few more. Uh, the they, they all band with the the Biloxi, Chittimacha, and all. It's, anyway, so it's a whole bunch of different peoples down there. Biloxi. And the music, they, they, they band, they, somehow they, they allied with the Tunica Band of Biloxi. Okay. As their official, because they can't get tribal status down there. So uh, <laughs> anyway, the music is just so uh, so just different than ours, and I love it, man. The words, the stories—it's a whole different beast than our music. So when I first got those forty-fives, I was like, "What is this? This is crazy." Well, you know? Let's tell people what they just heard. They heard uh, starting off that chunk of music is rocking Uncle Pop with Alaba. Then we had Stony Spring. I like all people. So they just lost their guitar man, Paul Lack. Oh, Lackus. yeah. Man. Cancer got him. Hard fight. Patina man. is part Jeez. two of four from the Perpets. Uh, Vicky Murdow, live at the Eugene Difficult Music uh, Ensemble, New Music Fest 2023, day three, composed by M.A. Tsenga performed by the Eugene Difficult Musical Music Ensemble. Get together, what? And we had uh, Yes Selma with horns. Jay McFarlane's reality guest, YouTube trip. Wharton Tears of San Tropez. Neil Turpin, great drummer man turned one man man. Old Paint from his new solo album. Muskeg Mudseth got an Anchorage Shimmering Cargo. Capo. Shimmering Capo Blues, or Capo, some people say, huh? And then uh, Honeymoon <laughs> in Waynesville from Circus Devils, Bob Pollard, with yet another release. And then, you gave me, Louis, Jim Trahan in Jai Lasse Mon, Mon Cour, My Heart. Yeah, <laughs> that was cool, huh? It's got that voice, that voice, Vox Steel. Yeah, that's a trip. Yeah. Is that, th yeah. that's what, I didn't know what that was. That's look. That's that same. That's that Homo Records, man. They were doing all kind of stuff. Okay. Stuff that we were definitely not doing up here in Acadiana at the time. You know, it's a completely different French music, and they almost have no representation in the Cajun Zydeco Louisiana culture world because it's like it was a whole other pocket 
and then they kind of started playing our music eventually. It's like, oh, what do we play? We play Cajun music. Oh, you know, and they have a few accordions and stuff now. But back then, it was a whole other world. You know, it was separated by miles and miles of waterways, and there were more mariners and fishermen and such. You know, I was up here, which more like cowboys and, uh, you know, swamp things and whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Let me ask you about this part of Louisiana, because a big a base hero for me is Jaws, Joe Osborne. I think he's Shreveport. Uh, ah, with, uh, yeah, whole Burton, different. Mr. Whole Burton different. on guitar, right? He brought uh-huh. Yeah. James Burton. Okay, what kind of area is that? That's a whole nother area too? A whole nother area. And that's my mom was from Shreveport and uh completely different. I mean, no almost no French. In fact, my Sicilian great great grandpa, he learned French because he didn't want to be Sicilian anymore and he changed his name to French. He moved up to Shreveport and he was like a hot item up in Shreveport because he spoke French and he wasn't Italian. And he was and he was uh and then he so they and his, my mama's mama's, my mama's mama's mama was a, a uh, professional whistler and violin and organ player. She played in the silent films and Shreveport was hopping, man. They had like, they had like brass bands and river boats and all that, but it was completely like the Anglo, much more like the South than South Louisiana. You know, like none of the French Catholic it was yeah. all... Baptist and Protestant, so it's completely a different word. It's more like Mississippi and Arkansas. I was going to say Vicksburg, Texas, with the Texas, uh, yeah, with the river boats and yeah, exactly. Okay. Look, we're at the end of the first hour here, J- January nineteen twenty twenty four edition. What Peter's special guest, Louis Michel. Hold tight for hour two. January nineteen twenty twenty four. It's the second hour of the Watt for Pete Show. <laughs> Thank you. 
In June of 1967, I combined all of the assorted checks and cash I'd received from my bar mitzvah and bought a Hagstrom bass guitar and Univox amplifier. That summer was spent playing with three other budding musicians in my friend Frank's basement. We did this after first being told by his mother to move a couple guinea pig cages out into the yard because she feared for their health. We called ourselves the first in line, but by September we were done. I was in 8th grade and enlisted by a band of ninth graders to be their bass player. Called the Night Times, we were soon playing for dances at the YMCA. A year later, we got a new drummer and organist. The original drummer wasn't very good, and he also liked to beat people up. And the original organist got into some sort of trouble that his parents dealt with by getting rid of his organ. I also took this opportunity to put forth a new name for us, Scotland Yard Fantasy. But by the beginning of 10th grade, I was invited to join a group led by high school seniors from a nearby town. No longer all in the same neighborhood, and I wasn't old enough to drive, so they had to come pick me up and then bring me back home. The name of that band? Happy Scat.
Tarete pa. 
Pop for Pedro show. Start off the second hour. Fred Bro with uh, Tizal, Mon Chapeau, Tony Oxley, great drummer man we just lost. Uh, composition number two, Ben Salter out of Tasmania, permission. David Greenberger and Tasha Rogers with uh, Scotland Yard Fantasy as part of uh, David Greenberger's autobiography. Petrified Max Akers, that's got Vetus. And finally, Jacques Bordeaux, no, Boudreaux get together. What? Jacques Boudreaux, Boudreaux. that is some. With uh, Le Diablo de la Louisiana, the devil of Louisiana. Okay. Exactly. That is some that's some underground stuff right there. Okay. And, and, and how is, did you happen on it? So it's a buddy of mine from Baton Rouge who plays like he plays like sludge metal or what like, you know, that really deep, loud and slow metal. Yeah. Uh doom metal and all that. And they have a few good few bands of that music in Baton Rouge. And then he his dad and my dad played Cajun music together and he went into a long period of isolation of sorts and made this amazing amazing album that he gave to like fifty of his friends and then I just decided to throw it on there because I love that shit so much it's so raw yeah yeah and it's a very deep story for him and it just it's like well another thing it was a moment of time yeah and no one will ever know about it except now right right <laughs> diary means the day right that's where that's the kind of denominator right the sun rises sunset i mean what's a week why ain't it eight yeah. days why ain't it six days <laughs> uh, you know the month is with periods in the moon but i don't understand the week what about Fabro? The Fred Bro, man, they are. It was Amade and Ofe Bro. They were their sister, Cleoma, was the first person to record Cajun music with her boyfriend at the time, Joe Falcon. And then, uh, so Amade Bro in, was in Crowley, Louisiana, and it was a family band. And they just had so much feel and movement. They they're the ones who who made the song that became Jolie Blonde. They called it Ma Blonde de Partie. Oh yeah, and they were just a quintessential like root of what we now we now know as cage music and why it's on a larger scale but they were just the very essence it's like squeezing the blood straight out of it you know it's just so so good so i wanted to pop in some some bro brothers okay That's really beautiful stuff man. and like you say the spirit what about this uh I know we've had Lost Bayou Rambler, Louisiana Philharmonic Orchestra. Well, actually, we have Lost Bayou Ramblers. So is this a yeah, version of that so, band? So, okay. Yeah, so this, uh, yeah, so I know, because so that's, uh, you know, as always, I wanted to throw some of the homo record stuff and then a few other things. But the my recent releases have been, first of all, this, actually this album and then my solo album that we're going to get to, both came out, they both came out in September of 2023. Lost Bayou Ramblers recorded a live album with Louisiana Philharmonic Orchestra a year ago at the Orpheum in New Orleans. Wow. And we recorded it, and it was like a, we only had one rehearsal, and we were doing seven of our pieces that were arranged, like our songs, Lost Bayou Ramblers songs, arranged for the orchestra. Plus, we were doing Beasts of the Southern Wild music from that film. And we only had one rehearsal, and the the conductor, Carlos Prieto, who's from Mexico City, 
just, I mean, did an amazing job of bringing everything together. We recorded it, and it just came. It was just one of those nights, you know, just singing into the into the theater, and it just, like, everything felt right. And we recorded it, and we put it on an album, and uh, we, we released it in September, and it got nominated for a Grammy, so we go into L.A. in a few weeks for that, for the Whoa. Regional Roots nomination. All right. Well, you gave me this tune from the. You could tell the people who went to the gig goers were into it too, man. Yeah, it was. It was a sold out theater. It was awesome, and it was cold, and it was yeah. just beautiful. You know, okay. The heat went out. September in the was cold. Wow. Okay. No, no. It was. We recorded it in January. Oh, it came out yeah. in September. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was cold. The heaters went out in the venue, so that's why we didn't have much rehearsal because the union orchestra union laws was that they couldn't play under a certain degree, so we had to go somewhere else, and there was construction going on, like jackhammers and shit on the roof while we were trying to, you know, Whoa. rehearse an orchestra. It was, it was awesome. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, a uh, farmer would tell you, you want a good crop, you use a lot of manure. So <laughs> here's the bathtub. <laughs> yeah. The bathtub.
beauty in her youth And she had long black hair and looked a lot more like you than you think you do Were lovely calls, smoke blue as well. But I knew a father too. And I viewed life like a bedroom through a keyhole on a door while he saw it like a pantry through a window on a wall. We never got on well, we're never friends at all. And I was just the barnacle. Hung on through it all. He was a small time politician, a teleprompter's charge, trying to bury a misdeed from way back when. And so he lined all of the hacks up on the grass, called them gentlemen and friends, and gave his dog whistle a blast. And every face there was a mask. And what is anybody doing who ain't pretending? What is anybody doing? Why would he frighten up his friends? Something useless is the truth. Yeah, and there was a beauty in her youth. Hey, did she scare all of your? Are your friends away? Are your friends away? And hey, this is all of yours. Are your friends away? She had some fine boys on her trail, like the tail of the sun who scaled the ranks of suits, and all he touched turned into loot. But I, I knew his kind very well. And when the dark comes, cracked it, tore the shirt right off his back, so they sold him down the river before pocketing the cash. Oh, he was so lucky then. But that didn't bother Anna. She had boys on tap, and Jack was a pro bono defense lawyer at a firm called Young and Black. He'd been made a junior partner and shown how to work a rort, making charitable donations to Salvation Army corps and veterans without wheelchairs and the widows of the 
wars. He was a liberating angel with a claws peg on his nose. But he swooped a little law one time and crashed into some locals who beat seven shades of shame through him. Then levied heavy taxes of their own and said necessity is nine-tenths of the surgery. He owed his face as health and I watched him very carefully because this is where the equal distribution of his wealth is going to. Anna was a beauty in her youth. Hey, did she scare all of y'all? Are your friends away? Hey, did she frighten all y'all? garden party when we first were introduced by her father who'd retired into a well of sweet vermouth but I knew what was coming next while he'd been winning plaudits for his ornithology I've been selling Winnebago's to less healed retirees on and I've been going I moved RVs on high purchase when I knew I should have leased And my investors went bankrupt so I couldn't resupply And I could not make repayments even if demand increased I wish they'd pay me what they owe me Then I'll fuck off like a pensioners and die And have a holiday at least Then he said money won't bring happiness up very nearly But he didn't venture further No one's saying that ever tries I took a hard slug on my drink And Anna watched me while I melted Like an ice cube in the desert of her shade And if she smiled at you There'd be nothing you wouldn't do Cause women may like Anna Are born coasting on the admiration Which Anna made the most of She turned one against the other All friends at one time Yet they set upon themselves and cleared away from me to her Yeah, but you and I were happy then and happy is no defense And if it's any consolation, I expected someone else And that would be her masterstroke And I am standing here today as proof Your, 
Yeah. 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 Tell them how you made your fiddle, Willie. You made your fiddle with a cigar box. Mm-hmm. That's when I started, yeah. You made your own fiddle and then learned it, huh? Oh, yeah. How, how'd you make it? I want to make one. Well, you, you, had, to, you had to watch the fiddle. <laughs> you just copy it. Yeah. <laughs> just copy, make a neck, make a neck, make some tuning pegs. Yeah. And then hold where you put your keys in. Mm-hmm. You just hang it there. Put it away. Put a little bridge and that's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you make your own bow? Oh, yeah. Get you a little stick and trim it up. Pedro Show, the chunk of music star for the bathtub, live, Lost by You Ramblers, with the Louisiana Philharmonic Orchestra. We just heard the story how that came together. One prac, people. I don't want to hear any fucking whining. Wire lines after that, think of me. Then Barry Stock, the Origins, the Desire Organized. A lot of people, they say, oh man, we weren't ready. Yeah, well, that's the thing about life. FFF from Derek Moneypenny, Gareth Littered with Did She Scare All Your Friends Away? Ray Shin with Gavels Down, and finally Willie Durso with Blues A Durso. Yeah, man. Uh, Willie so I, I didn't think we had played this last time I talked to you because uh, this came out in 2021, and I recall. I met Willie Durso in 2019 and I'm one years old and uh, he, he had just picked the Oop, you cut out there Louis. the fiddles with his brother and they oh sorry sorry okay uh, yeah we Willie Durso played in the 1930s uh, at house dances around Lebeau Louisiana around not far from where I live and he picked the fiddle back up, uh, 80, like 70, 70, yeah, 80 something years later. And he started <laughs> playing fiddle again when he was 97. And when I recorded him, he was 101 and he, ha- he literally hadn't played since the 19, basically like they, they were doing house dances in Lebeau Creole. And this is Creole communities, uh, there was fiddles and guitars and they were doing house dances every weekend in the late thirties. You know, it'd be a one house and they say, who's having the next one. It's a fado do. It's a tree clubs, you know? And then they went, he went to the war. He, he served in, uh, in, um, 
not Iwo Jima, but uh, shoot the other one. Anyway, Okinawa. he served in World War Two. Okinawa, yeah. yeah, Okinawa, correct. And um, and then when they got back, they tried to do another house dance, and they said it just wasn't the same. And then you know things that already technology and times had advanced so much, and they ended up moving to Texas. And then you know he worked, and then you just raised a family, and then much much later in life. Literally 70 years later, he picked up, uh, 80, 80 years later, he picked the fiddle back up and he started playing it. And when I recorded him, he was 101 years old. That's and that's amazing. him playing his his fiddle, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and uh, I was listening to that today, in fact, because he actually passed away a few months after that. And the family thinks that it was like early, early pandemic, pre-COVID, COVID kind of thing. Uh-huh. And... um and uh, yeah, he was amazing. It was so amazing to meet him, and he actually played with my and, one and year how, old. How did there. that happen, Louis? How did you meet him? Well, some friends of mine, uh, who's a DJ in Houston, somehow they were the fa- his friend was at a family reunion, and she she took a video of him and said, "Oh, look at my look at my great uncle playing the fiddle," and he sent it to this DJ, and the DJ was like, "Holy crap!" And he sent it to this other DJ in, around here. Herman Fusilay, and then Herman, and then you know he went over and visited him, and they were, they asked me and said, "Hey, this sounds like a Louis. This sounds like a Louis deal. Like Louis, want to go meet him and talk French and play some fiddle?" I was like, I was like, man, don't don't ask me twice. I had my one year old at the time. Uh-huh. I was babysitting my one year old. I put him in the car with me. We went straight to his house and met them, and that was it. And like he he would really turned him on. Because at 101, he was like, oh, you know, my arms kind of hurt. I don't really feel like playing, but I'll mess around. What turned him on was my one-year-old wanting to play my fiddle. He was like, oh, you want to play? And then he started playing like the baby really turned him on, you know? Yeah. And he, and so he started playing with my one-year-old. My one-year-old was holding my fiddle, and I was helping him play. So I have a little recording of them together, and there's a one and 101 playing together. It was so cool, man. It was just like... <laughs> You know, so I wanted to put this out just because it's just the melody he plays as well is you can hear it as this quintessential Creole melody uh-huh. that doesn't exist in itself anymore, but it's like the root of a lot of songs. And he just pulled it back out. I've had this experience with other musicians where they pull it back out yeah. from another time. You know, it's like they haven't played in a long time. Sure. And when they start playing again, they're still back then. Yeah. Wow. Because they haven't been influenced. And like one, I knew one who, when he started playing, he pulled back out of time. But then as soon as he started hanging out with other people, he forgot all the old songs that were always to play. And he started playing the new stuff. And I was like, what about that old stuff? And he was like, oh, I don't remember it anymore. Oh. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> anyway, yeah, man. It's, uh, so that was amazing to be able to meet him. And, beautiful, you know, just, beautiful. Look, we're at the end of the second hour now, Louis. January 19, right. 2024 edition of Pedro Show. Special guest, Louis Michel. Hold tight for hour three. January 19, 2024, it's third hour Watt for Pedro Show.
for Pedro show start off third hour Shakespeare in the blues yeah, I remember this from last time oh, Watton phrases good. then Greenland and Craig after that with the flame torn boys live on KDVS with fountain of blood Scott Marshall with WZRD void watch edit seven seven edit seven yeah maybe we weren't supposed to see that <laughs> Hannah Earl Park and Nick Duke Tarkovsky with The Curse of Anubis. That's the jackal-headed cat in the Egypt tombs. Wow. Yeah. Either, I think helps it with the way in the soul. Or is that? No, that's Toth. Maybe he, he eats your heart out or some shit. If you, like they weigh your soul against a feather. <laughs> Don't fucking oh, happen. This other man. Good luck. demon like eats it up. Yeah, yeah. Bullets or bu- balloons after that with the haircut sto- store. 
And finally, Louis Michel featuring Layla McCalla, String Noise, Souvenir de Puerto Rico. Hip us to that. Louis. Yep, that, yeah, man, that's, um, that's off my new solo album. I made a, put out my album, Rev the Troubadour, last September. Yeah. And just kind of started making music and started, uh, I decided to put my name on it for the first time ever or whatever, you know. So I was like, okay, solo, whatever, Louis Michaud. And that song is from 1855, I believe it's Louis Moreau Gottschalk, who was a uh, Creole French, you know, parents who were in Haiti and fled from the revolution to Louisiana, like, like my people and like a lot of people. And uh, he was one of the, he was responsible for carrying over so much music from that time because he would travel through Central America and South America and the Caribbean, and he would write the melodies he was hearing and compose pieces on piano about them. And so this souvenir to Puerto Rico is a melody that still exists today in Puerto Rico. It's called a... me, oh, sure. It's like a Christmas song, but then there's like a... You, when you hear it, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's the same song. But, of course, he composes it in different ways. And he did, like, Congo Square music in New Orleans. He did oh, uh, Bambula, which is, like, the big New Orleans dance. Uh-huh. And he carried over so much music. And he, he would do these monster concerts of, like, a thousand musicians in, like, Rio Whoa. de Janeiro and put it all these places because he was, you know, in, in Cuba. He did all kind of stuff because he would make these giant, giant performances. And he was kind of known as one of the only great American composers of that time. Because, you know, of course, in Europe, they snubbed Americans, but he was Creole. So he had like some French, you know, and he was a badass. And, uh, and he also, uh, kind of an ambassador, kind of an ambassador type, right? Yeah, he yeah he went and like he went and did some uh, commissions for the Queen of Spain and such and wow. and just traveled around a lot. And uh, when he wrote this song, "Souvenir to Puerto Rico," apparently he stayed in a cabin overlooking an extinct volcano in Puerto Rico for like four months, and he pushed the piano out over the ledge every day overlooking the volcano and would and would be writing this song and uh and then he ended up dying in rio de janeiro on stage while introing ode to death wow one of those stories a little like, man, he died like at 40 <laughs> 42 years old or something yeah you know i made a solo record and there was 48 other people on it <laughs> now, your exactly. solo record's kind of like that too right you got all kinds of exactly. friends yeah. yep I mean, that's it, man. What fun is it doing it? That's like the, the word solo is kind of funny, right? I mean, totally. It's like, <laughs> Especially if you're based that's what I'm, Yeah, and, and I just I just didn't want to. I was like, I don't want to come up with another band name. Sure, sure, and do sure. A, I'm just going to be like, you this take is responsibility. <laughs> mean to. I Let just, us all know oh who to blame. God, that's that's why I band. figured out mine, too. Exactly. <laughs> what about yeah, Shakespeare exactly. and the Blues? So Shakespeare and the Blues is Brian Weber. Yeah. Uh, who's part of my, he's all over my album. He's part of the Lost by You Ramblers. And he uh, collaborates with Cam Smith, a drummer from New Orleans, and sure. Cassie Watson Francion, who's a harp player from Brooklyn, uh, Haitian American from Brooklyn. And uh, she guested on that album, but Shakespeare and the Blues is mainly just Brian and Cam. And they, they played in New Orleans the other night, and they do all kind of really cool jams. I love that album. Okay, I want to play some more from your quote solo unquote album. Here's a left <laughs> to Troubadour.
Ark as she came riding through the dark. No moon to keep her arm or bread, and no man to get her through this darkness. There is smoking. Watched you ride in almost every single day, and there's something in me that just yearns to win. Such a very cold and such a, a very lonesome heroine. Well then, who are you? She sternly spoke to the one. And I love your solitude, and oh, how I love your sense of pride.
took the dust of our precious Joan of Arc. Then she clearly, she clearly understood if if he was vile.
for Pedro show started off the last music for this edition it started off with a show featuring Rising Stars Fife and Drum we have the troubadour the title track from his new record 
And the uh, people off air, Louie enlightened me the fact that this baby started off with some whistling in the morning. Yeah, man, I woke up and was just had this melody rolling through my head and these chords, and I was like, gotta, gotta, gotta figure it out before I forget it. So I kept my eyes closed and made my way all to my all the way to my studio <laughs> <laughs> out in the yard, and I started whistling it, and I figured out the chords. And uh, yeah, then I got eventually once I had it all down, I got Sharday uh, Thomas, who is the Fife player for Rising Stars Drum and Fife. She's like a multi-generational uh, North Mississippi Fife player and maker. Like that Fife and drum material is sure. so amazing. That's that's hard all the way. And she did an amazing, amazing addition to this song. You know, you were taught, you know, you, this tune came from a whistling. And you were talking earlier about this lady who was a professional whistler. Yes, my great great grandma up in Shreveport. Yeah, exactly. well, you, well, you think there's any connect? I think. So. I mean, I think so. My brother Andre and I are big whistlers. On tour, we're always just whistling in the van, and we're whistling, yeah. setting up, and we're always whistling tunes. <laughs> and uh, we've never recorded it, and this was just like I was just whistling it to get the melody, and I was like, you know what? I think I'm just gonna whistle it. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's, I don't know. So that's uh, been real fun to perform live, and it's crazy because we st I started performing this material last January in 2023. So I just started my second year of this of the Louis Michaud show, if you will, yeah. and uh, and performing this and a few others from the album. It's like New Orleans is so, you know, notorious for just. I mean, the way we know it is like loud rambunctious crowds you know yep. just people just partying it's like i mean you know how it is like you know you're not competing it doesn't matter everyone's loud we're loud they're loud yeah. but with this project I've, I've gotten some quiet moments which has kind of a, been a first for me and like this song and a few others yeah people just shut up and it's it's nerve-wracking and then i started kind of getting into okay everyone's listening all right that's all right. I'm just going to keep playing. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the opposite. So it's been cool. It's been fun. Yeah, sometimes you're just asking for it when you get quiet. But if they're being quiet for you, that's pretty big. We had Joan of Arc. This is Julie Christensen after. Yes, nice. <laughs> with uh, Leonard Cohen. And then uh, Pest Zone with uh, on Genocide, the transition from vic victim to per perpetrator. Kind of appropriate for these times. The 1164s after that with Keep Dancing. And finally, last tune for today, people. Louis Michel featuring Dickie Landry with Bosco Flow. Yeah, Bosco Yo Flow. Yeah, uh, yeah Bosco Yo means uh, Cypress Knee. You know the Cypress Knees that sure, come up? Sure, sure. The roots that come up. So that's how we say it in Louisiana French. It's a native word. But, uh, yeah, this song is, a, is you know, my <laughs> my Cajun rap song. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I just, uh, I was walking out in the woods on my birthday a few years ago. Yeah. And, uh, like, just, that's what I do sometimes on my birthday. It's early in the year, and it's, it was just, you know, the, the forest, the woods are all open. There's this big swamp across the street that's usually dry when it doesn't rain a lot. I just walk back there and get lost. I just started writing these words to the beat of my feet. And then uh, I went back to my studio and I started making a beat to it like I was hearing it. Yes. And then I had it all. I recorded it and everything myself. I did everything myself. And it was, you know, real quick. And then I was like, man, you know, I want to get, 
I was thinking, look at Dickie Landry, who, who of course is the uh, avant-garde saxophonist. He's 84 now, I believe, or Whoa. not more. And uh, he was, he's been, like, he was early pre-Philip Glass, New York, uh, did, like, was in the earliest renditions of that before it was a thing, and is always, like, always working with amazing artists talking heads and paul simon and done all kind of and but he he does this thing called the quadraphonic saxophone that he plays into a mic and has a quadraphonic delay through four different speakers yeah and it's so cool man he just sits so we we re we re uh reconfigured that through delays on this record on this performance and he came and when he was sitting here getting ready i was like i was like just think like you know you're in the woods and it's empty and you're hearing like the wind and like you don't see anything it's weird you don't see any birds but you're looking for them because it's just almost eerily wild like it's so wild it just seems like nothing there's nothing scary there's nothing except getting lost and uh (laughs) and and then i remembered that in the 70s my dad has been looking for the ivory bill woodpecker my dad is a retired biologist slash accordion player (laughs) <laughs> Still an accordion player, not a not retired on that. And um, he was been looking for the ivory bill woodpecker that's been extinct since the 1930s. There's been no uh, confirmed sightings since the 1930s. And he was out there playing the recording with my uncle David in the woods in the 1970s. And Uncle David showed it to Dickie Landry because the old bird the old bird experts like John James Audubon and others. Yeah. Describe the Iverville woodpecker as having the tone of a, a beat up trumpet or an out of tune clarinet. You know, it has this like this very horny sound uh, call. And there's a recording of it by Arthur Allen in 1935. So I used that sample. I reminded Dickie about the tune he did called Call of the Iverville Woodpecker that he did at the Documenta uh, Art Fest in Germany in the 1970s after my uncle showed him the recording from being out of the woods with my dad, like this whole circle. So he kind of recreated and answered the Ivory Bill Woodpecker on that song. And they're both, the sample is in there and him doing his own rendition of like nature and the Ivory Bill Woodpecker. <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. I mean, that, to me, that's why you do a solo record, you know, so you can take chances and yes. explore stuff like that. That's great. Man, exactly. What, what's next yes. up for you, Louie? Uh, you go tour this record? Yeah, I've been just continuing to push, you know, push this record toward as much as I can and playing New Orleans a whole bunch. Going playing uh, after the Grammys, we're going to going to Paris and playing with Layla McCalla and Corey Ledette. We've been doing that trio a bunch yeah. lately. It's been real fun. And uh, yeah, just continuing to do a lot of a lot of shows locally. And uh, have you, you been know, playing with Spider Country? Remember you had no, that we, project we, with Spider? Yeah, we did that for a solid what is it, twenty we did that for a solid seven years. Yeah. And then at the end of twenty twenty two, we just uh we just kinda ran its course and we let it go. And they they've been spending most of their time in England and we had a good few tours and all that and it was fun and and then of course Shane McGowan passed away uh, yeah. a few months ago. But um yeah, it was a fun, fun ride. Man, it's crazy. At the beginning of 2020, I was like, I had nine bands. You know how it goes, like all these <laughs> nine bands. 
And now I just have like two or three and I'm like, all right, cool. This is, this is nice at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) A little more, man. But look, when you get more stuff, will you please come back on the show, play it, talk about it? Thank you so much, Mike. Dude, why it's such a pleasure to bring all this music and just be able to talk about it and play it. Man. Every time, anytime. Really, I love it. I love it. In honor of Willie Durso, man. Absolutely, Willie Durso. Much (laughs) respect. Much respect. And uh, until you're back on, man, I'll be thinking of you safe seas. Keep that keel in the water. Hey, you too, Watt. Appreciate you, man. I promise. January 19, 2024 edition, Watt. Peter, so keep your powder dry.